guess what? What's up? The boy is in his own room now. He's sleeping through the night. 12 days. Oh, so you're well rested now. We can turn out like three or four pods a week now. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I am not well rested. Um, you know, my husband was sleeping in the the office guest room because he would get up with the, the, the girl, the toddler. And um, so he would get up with her and I would get up with the boy at night. And so now we're back in the same bed. I don't know how we're going to do it. Our bed is too small. I've gotten used to having a whole bed to myself. What am I going to do? So we bought um we bought a king bed a couple years back just to uh well my wife wanted to have room for the entire family to sleep in the bed mm. like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. And how's that working out for you? So the boy comes into the bed uh every morning. That's it it used to be in the middle of the night, but now it's you know, probably about 20, 30 minutes before time to get up anyway. Mm-hmm. And he just crawls right up next to me and kicks me in the nuts. <laughs> I mean, I want a king-size bed, too. But, you know, my kids are both too small to even get out of bed by themselves. So, yeah, I want a king-size bed, too. But, you know, neither of us are working right now. So, not getting a new bed or mattress. That is a, a purchase right there. We somehow ended up with every size bed in this house. We have twin, full, mm-hmm. king, and queen. Mm-hmm. So when I do laundry, I have no idea what sheets go <laughs> and what. It's the fucking worst. Oh, man. So I'm just sleeping on a bare-ass mattress. Yeah, I mean, I did, I've gotten to the point where I don't even put my comforter cover back on my down thing because I'm just like, well, I'm too lazy for this. <laughs> I can't do this. You know, we are way too fancy for you to be calling it a comforter cover. It's a duvet <laughs> cover. Uh, oh, right, right, right. I couldn't remember. And then I was like, you know, mid-sentence, I was like, what is it called? And then I just went with what I could put together. I am not well-rested. Well, welcome back to Eat the Press, guys. Uh-huh. Another week. It is getting worse. Yeah, I mean, since uh, our last recording, like basically hours after our last recording, we lost RBG and figured it's a little bit too late to do a pod on that. We'll relitigate that when Trump names his nominee. Yeah, so we'll come back to that. Um, what's been happening this week? Same old shit. More fascism. More naked fascism fascism deep cuts i mean they're just like this is who we are and lots of people are like yes we like that we are on board for this you know fascism has always been pretty popular in america Mm -hmm. i mean even like prior to the u.s entering the war and um in world war ii there were huge fascist rallies like held in madison square garden Mm -hmm. there were and some scholars, some historians, uh, say that fascism originated with the Ku Klux Klan. They were the original fascists. I think they that, were. I think that could be argued to be true. You know what story went away pretty quickly? Which that which um, when Neil Gorsuch was being confirmed, mm-hmm. it came out that he was a member of a club called Fascism Forever in high school. What? I yes. never heard that. Yes, he was the founder, actually, of Fascism Forever. 
and he's a Supreme Court justice now. He was the easy confirmation. He was the one, like, everybody's like, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Well, I think we know what's going to happen with the Supreme Court then, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> uh, so things are bad. Um, I guess we're going to start off by talking about Trump's rallies. I mean, there's really not that much stuff in the news slash there's too much stuff in the news yeah there's everything in the news <laughs> it's like, like but it's the stuff we talk about all the time like the world is still on fire it's literally burning yeah yes covid um, is still ravaging america just us and brazil brazil is getting it bad too um you, you know it's everywhere that um nominee uh that elected a populist authoritarian because mm-hmm. um yep. philippines is having a little bit of a problem with it india is too mm-hmm. yep Modi is uh, definitely an ethno-fascist. Right. So everywhere else, is they're doing a lot better. And we, as Americans, are not allowed to flee the country to these places where it's going better. Um, they have closed their borders to us. So there's that. Um, but but so, sp- go ahead. So yesterday, we're recording this on Wednesday the 23rd. Donald Trump had uh, a rally out by the Pittsburgh airport. Mm-hmm. In, That's uh, near you. Moon Township, yes. Now, this uh, this rally would have been illegal about a week ago. Except a Trump-appointed federal judge by the name of William Stickman IV. Is Stickman his nickname? I'm, I'm sure it's Stickman. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, he throws his nickname, William the Stickman. Okay. All right. The fourth. The fourth. He's the fourth one. For Willie Stickman. <laughs> what a name. I mean, if you've got a name that good, I, I would pass that down. Yeah. Like, let's keep this going, guys. Let's keep <laughs> this bloodline going. So anyway, um, 41-year-old federal judge. Oh, my God. Appointed by Trump, of course, overturned, deemed unconstitutional, all of Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf's COVID restrictions the business closures, and even the uh, the assembly sizes. When was this? When did he overturn it? Last week. Last week, okay. Yeah, um, the governor on, I want to say maybe even yesterday, asked for a stay on some of it. It's like, nope, 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 nope. Immediately, you can't, none of that's just constitutional. So they were able to have a huge gathering. Is this bad? I hope that judge gets COVID. <laughs> that's where I'm at now. Am I bad? Am I one of them now? So my thing is, I don't necessarily wish bad things on bad people, but I celebrate them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're right. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to not be that person. But if he gets COVID. Gotcha, bitch. We having a party. (laughs) Um, Okay. So at this rally, well, let's talk about... Nothing, nothing in your state is sticking now for COVID restrictions. Yeah, we we have none. There are no legal restrictions. I can walk around licking people. Which, why wouldn't you? Um, Masks off now. Have you noticed? Are more people take walking around without their masks? So I live in the city of Pittsburgh and people are still pretty good about wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Like I don't see a lot of people without masks, even just walking around. Although, like, sometimes in the parks, people mm-hmm. don't think they need to wear them on the trails. Mm-hmm. And they sh- probably should. If you're running, I feel like you're breathing out a lot. 
I don't know. I, how does the body work? Um, <laughs> so Trump had a rally near you, and I watched a couple clips. I can only stomach so much before I'm like, I just get, I just get infuriated. But the clips that I watched, he bragged about how many nuclear uh, weapons America has, which is why are you bragging about that? Like, like, haven't we had enough for mutually assured destruction since like Eisenhower? I mean, this is not new. Yeah. Why? Why are you all of a sudden bringing this back up? This is very like, what, what, bro, what's going on? Why are you talking about this? Who are you trying to scare? Um, he bragged about his coronavirus response and how good it's been. And in the same breath, like, um, criticized Obama and Biden for their H1N1 response, which coronavirus has killed 20 times more people or some crazy number like that. Um, he also accused Biden of using performance enhancing drugs, which anything he ever accuses anybody of, that's what he's doing. He's Wait a second. I, I missed that one. Like what kind of performance enhancing drugs are we talking about? I don't about? know, but he says he's the, they're being injected. He said something like, um, so like roids. That I don't know if it's roids, like HGH, maybe, but it's like something. What did he say? Yeah, it might be like that. Athletes take is what he said. So he he anything that he says anybody else is doing is is absolutely what he is doing. Can I get on my um, PED high horse? I am. I am pro performance enhancing drugs. Okay, that's PPD pro performance. No, I am no PED performance enhancing. Okay, okay, you are. I am. I am in favor of performance enhancing drugs. I think if anybody's going to use them, everybody should use them. I think like I see these sports writers be all indignant about athletes using performance enhancing drugs, and I'm like, eighty five percent of you got an Adderall script to get through college. Mm, It's true, or did a bump. Exactly. Personally. I want to see people dunk from the three-point line. Mm. You want to see how far can we push the human body? Exactly. I, I want I want someone to literally run out of their shoes. I want to mm-hmm. see that sort of shit. Okay, some cartoon stuff. All right. Yeah, anyway, but so Biden is doping. Apparently Biden's doping, which means Trump is actually doping. Um, I don't know what he's Adderall. doping. Adderall, probably. I mean, I, I feel like he wants stronger stuff than Adderall, though. He He likes his meth stuff. It's it's all the same. It is. It it is. You're right. Fun. You're right. Although I'll say I did Adderall once. Not that fun. I did not like. It. I was like, "What is this? This is not. This is this is. People call it poor man's coke. It's like, or maybe rich man's coke because it costs so much more. But um. So it's basically the the stimulation without the euphoria, right? Yeah, I was like, and the euphoria is kind of limited anyway. What, yeah. Anyways, that's a welcome to drug chat. <laughs> that's a rant. Do you have a drug T-shirt on now, or is it just like, oh no, it's cream? Capital. Yeah. Capitalism runs everything around me. I thought it was dare. Okay. Well, it's, it's the dare font. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's. We'll take a picture of this and put it on, so that listeners can see what we're talking about. We'll put a link up so you can buy it. All right then, on our website. Yes. And on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to do this week. Anyways, he also at his latest rallies has been um, really, really just blatantly talking eugenics. Yeah, a lot of the and he's ramped up the. Uh, it's not even ramping up. It's it's only the culture war. Mm-hmm. He is no longer campaigning on any issues. No, none. I mean, 
come on, the Republican Party didn't even put together a platform. They just said, whatever he says, we were behind. Literally, that's what they did. And, you know, like that's been the knock on Democrats for the last, you know, 10, 20 years that they always run on identity politics Mm -hmm. and not, you know, what they call them, dinner table issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Identity politics was invented by white people. Like that's what do you think white supremacy is? Jesus Christ. That's identity politics. I mean, like racial identity in general is a white concept. Yes, exactly. Oh, I saw this meme going around. It's actually um, this Hotep meme. Mm-hmm. It's uh, supposedly an interview with a Chinese businessman named Mr. Chan. Okay. And it's just talking about how um, how black people don't take care of themselves and each other, and the Asian man works for the Asian man. It's it's real Hotep shit. But it's like, if you knew anything about Asians mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. there is no Asian identity. No. Oh. No, like they, like most people in the world identify with their specific culture yes. their specific nationality yes. but whiteness is just this weird racist umbrella thing right and that's why i mean we're going to if we're going to get into that that's why it's like when white people are like why can't i have a uh, you know white pride and it's like because white isn't an it's not an ethnicity it's not a culture you know it's you you do you have you have irish parades you have German parade. Like, you. that's, a, exactly. that's sure a culture. That's an ethnicity. Or not even ethnicity. It's just a culture. This is a discussion I had with someone about um, biracial identity. Mm-hmm. You know, for um, those of you who've listened to the show for a while, you probably know, I don't know if I've mentioned this, like, my wife is Korean. Mm-hmm. So my children are black and Korean. Mm-hmm. That, that They have that dual identity. Mm-hmm. I've heard people refer to black, white, biracial people as being both black and white. But, like, you can't be black and white. Whiteness is simply an exclusionary state. You can inherit the white parent's ethnicity. You can be black and German, right. black and Irish, black and Italian. But you can't be black and white. Whiteness is wholly exclusionary. Yes. You know what's funny is um, I used to have this joke I did on stage about how I'm... Um, mostly middle eastern like i'm like it's stupid but like i'm like 75 percent middle eastern and like 25 percent white people (laughs) but like i can pass for sure and just like everything else the white people came in and gentrified my face (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i did that mostly in front of white crowds they didn't like it they didn't laugh um i really tried to make that joke work it never worked uh anyways (laughs) I thought you nailed it. Thanks. I thought it's, I think it's funny. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, we digressed a bit. Oh, we did. We digressed. Oh, we're back in we the culture war. The like, culture that's all war. they're running on. Yeah, that's all they're running on. And he um, also, I saw, was it Minnesota? He had a rally and he talked about how um, Ilan Omar uh, was trying to um, tell everyone how to run the government and like how did it work out where she came from and like she's a refugee who left at eight years old and like fled civil war it's like it's just naked racism it's go it's go back to africa it's go back to africa it is it's absolutely go back to africa um so it's i don't know jason i think things are gonna get real bad (sighs) I know. That's all we I ever mean, Bill, do. 
I mean, Bill Barr is now talking about charging protesters with trying to overthrow the government. With sedition, yes. And um, that's bad. That's He's basically taking away free speech. Yeah, like you said before, it's naked fascism. It's no longer creeping fascism. Mm-hmm. It has arrived. Mm-hmm. And we just have to keep it from becoming entrenched. What do we do, though? I, I just... I don't mean to be so doom and gloom because I don't want to not sound hopeful, but um, I'm not hopeful. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Jason. Tell tell me I'm being uh, I'm being like alarmist and hysterical. I don't think you're being alarmist at all. I don't think that this doom is a foregone conclusion. I think that if people are cognizant of what is happening mm-hmm. and are involved, that we can stem the tide of this. But the frightening part is so many people just don't see it. That's what I think. I know so many people who, you know, they sort of pay attention, but I don't think they realize how bad it can get if we don't really do something. And doing something, I think, just means... we have to vote it can't be the only thing but we got to vote in such big numbers that it's undeniable yeah that's the thing voting is not the end-all and be-all solution but it is such an easy thing that we can all do Mm -hmm. it's a critical step right i mean like nothing else is going to work without the vote yeah i mean if if i mean this is even they're going to cheat they're going to suppress the vote they're going to do everything they can. They've already destroyed a lot of the post office, as we know. Um, what They're trying to put a Supreme Court justice in. Ram it in. They're going to put... They are. Justice. It's going to happen. Um, you know, this is nothing like the uh, Merrick Garland situation. Because on the day RBG died seven states had already started in-person voting. So this was not prior to the election. This is literally during the election. People have already cast votes for the next president in person. Wow. If we can eke this out and stop fascism, we should be considered heroes. And I don't mean, I mean us, me and you. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should be lioness. People should sing songs about us. So um, earlier this week, the Justice Department announced that three cities, New York, Seattle, and Portland, Mm -hmm. were now anarchist jurisdictions. Has this ever been done before? Well, first of all, it's completely and totally oxymoronic because if there is anarchy, then there is not (laughs) jurisdiction. (laughs) The anarchy (laughs) stops at the border. (laughs) What? Um, Yeah, I don't. It's basically they said that police have been um, unable to stop violence. And they said that uh, in like New York, for instance, apparently they defunded the police by a billion. I mean, they get six billion. The police in New York get six billion dollars a year. Um, So I guess. Well, you need a lot of that to settle police violence. Right. (laughs) Which 
I would love to see those numbers. I think they just changed the law that we, so that we could. Um, anyways, uh, they, which, you know, they, apparently, I guess they've defended it by a billion. So that's another reason why, but all this really means is that, um, they're going to try to not give federal funds to these cities. Yes. The cities whose people pay the taxes mm -hmm. and generate these federal funds. Right. These are all donor states, New York, Oregon, Washington. Mm -hmm. They're not taker, and, taker states like the the red states. No, I don't, I don't want to bash red <laughs> states because, I know. You know, Blue, because vulnerable people live I, in the red states. Absolutely. It was a joke. And it's not the fault of any black person in Mississippi. I know. It's kind of your fault, though, because you could have left. Could you, though? <laughs> could you, though? I thought about this. You could just leave this. No, you can't. What are we going to do if this place... We had two whole-ass great migrations. Black people got up off their asses and went They north. did. They did. But, like, thinking now, like, let's say this place becomes fascism central, this place as in this country, um, and there's still a pandemic, we can't just leave. No, we can't we just leave. leave this place. Like, we are all stuck here. Um, we are banned from leaving this place. So the just leave argument doesn't work. Like, what if we just all rest Canada at once? I don't know. I've been thinking about this. I, I had this whole thing in my head. Like, um, I go there and they'll be like, um, yeah, you guys wouldn't let uh, refugees into your country so we can't let you into ours and I'd be like that wasn't me I was for that I was for letting refugees into a, the United States and I'm thinking who's gonna stop me do they even have guns yes they do come on they are gonna stop people bomb this is this gonna be like that but do they bust their guns I mean what's that but do they bust their guns uh, don't the Melties yeah I don't know do they I don't know. Did you watch Handmaid's Tale? I did watch it. I watched the first two. Yeah, they, I did too. They um, Canada was really nice in the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the Canada that, we know. That's not. That's real. not going to happen. They're not going to be like we welcome you. Anyways, back to the anarchist cities. Yeah. So this is. I mean, as we said before, this is the creep of fascism. Yes. This is that. Cities where the population is at odds with the president are being deemed enemies of democracy, basically. And it's funny that, that um, in all of these cities, the police have been rioting. This is not a law. This is not an issue of law and order. Every time you gather enough police together, they start fucking people up. This is who's causing the violence. This is, you sent me that Wall Street Journal article, and I just go, um, this was about a bar charging people with sedition. And I don't like how they call, like, property damage violent. Yeah, you know what's violent? What's violent is not giving people clean water. Mm-hmm. Denying health care is violence. Yeah. Property damage is vandalism. One thing William Barr said in that article you sent me about the from the Wall Street Journal, you know, he called um, uh, Antifa a, a movement. And this is what he said. They have websites. They're organized. They have chants. <laughs> we can see that. And I just go, oh, he goes, they have websites and chants. Oh, my God. They're so dangerous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Meanwhile, his people have AR-15s. Right. <sighs> you know, one of the things that the hallmarks of an anarchist jurisdiction, according to the Justice Department, is failing to prosecute protesters. We are still in the midst of a global fucking pandemic. There is no reason to put people in jail cells. Also, we have a freedom of speech. I mean, for now, for now, I mean, guys, just so you know, if one day there's just no more eat the press, it's because we got scared and we stopped. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke, but it's true, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're not necessarily on the radar to get disappeared, but that could change. I mean, give it some time, Jason. I think he's going to start, if not before the election, right after it. He's going to start arresting journalists and um, activists. So that's going to happen. What does that do when you, when you, when you do that to, you know, well-known people? It chills speech all the way down. I mean, like, this is, like, Soviet-era shit. Just, like, arresting dissident poets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is depressing. I mean, not that America hasn't always done this. I know. <laughs> this is so depressing. I'm depressed just all the time. Uh, I find a way to work through it. I am not depressed, but I'm not hopeful either. I think that's where I'm at. I mean, you know, as much as we, we talk about our kids, they are the only joy that I have in my life is my children. Well, speak for yourself. I got the playoffs. Right. And you also have NBA 2K20. What oh, is yeah. It? I, yeah. I bought NBA 2K. It's literally the worst shit ever. Uh, if you have not played basketball video games in the past decade or two like me, you sort of were prepared for like one button to shoot and one button to pass and one button uh, contest shots. No. You have... To, it's so fucking granular. You have to like control whether or not you're going to cross the ball over from your right to your left. If you're doing a layup, you shoot it with the left hand or the right hand. It is. There are moves in this game that took me longer to learn than it, in real life. Like I could do a Euro step in real life more easily than I can do it in that game. I fucking hate it, and I don't understand why anyone plays it. I'm angry and old. You're going to keep playing it, though, aren't you? Probably. It's a distraction from this. I mean, what else am I going to do? Go on Twitter and get mad? I've been crocheting. I've barely been on Twitter. Knitting. Crocheting. Um, anyways, do you have an uh, asshole of the week? Hmm. You know, this week? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. They're all assholes? Pretty much. I mean, they, all them. they're all assholes, and we're all fucked. And our assholes. Go out and vote. And by the way, you can use that too. Anytime somebody criticizes you, be like, vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your landlord, like, your rent's late. Vote. <laughs> your boss is like, oh, you missed that deadline. Vote. Vote, vote motherfucker. That's how we're going to solve this. Me being late right. to work, if you start voting. Um, okay. Well, guys, follow us on the stuff. Tell your friends about this podcast because, you know, we want to get nice and big before we have to disappear ourselves. Um, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then follow us. I said follow us. Um, give us a rating on iTunes podcast. Yeah, but five stars, thumbs up. Yeah, please. 
It's not hard, guys. You're listening right now. Just push the star button and hit yeah. five stars. You're on a device that plays this podcast. <laughs> Come on. Um, so, um, as always, our theme music, Too Cool, is composed by Kevin McLeod. I'm going to let it go for now. That's right. But I'm right. All right. Until next time. See you.